0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an incredible guest for you today. It is an industry thought leader, a tech visionary, a mover and shaker in financial services. We could not be more pleased to welcome Marty Frame, President of West. Marty, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Michael. Uh, You know, it's good to be here. Good to join you today.
0: Excellent. Well, it's great to have you. Marty, for our listeners who may not know your background, you have an incredible background in financial services, thought leadership, tech visionary. You've led the charge on a lot of tech initiatives. Can you kind of give our audience a background of all of this incredible experience and depth of knowledge? Uh, sure. Uh,
1: let, me, let me try to put it this way. I got my start in this business a long time ago, more than 25 years ago. Um, kind of doing my own thing and actually trying to automate things for realtors and brokerages on the um, MLS side at you know at a time when when that was hard. I mean it's commonplace today, but way back then it was hard. Um, from there, I joined Realtor.com when it was a uh, when it was a very young company. There were just a few of us at that point. Um, had an incredible ride with with them over the course of a decade, in all kinds of different directions. Um, From there, joined uh, Fidelity National Financial and LPS in the joint venture they had, which was focused on delivering uh, title information essentially to consumers, um, which was exciting. Ultimately, um, sold that initiative from from those two companies over the National Association of Realtors, uh, led a subsidiary they had there called Realtors Property Resource, um, whose goal was to really provide realtors with, you know, an incredible wealth of information. And from there, joined WFG three years ago. And, you know, I guess the theme through all that, you know, and maybe something that's important here is I've always tried to um, – there's a lot of talk of, of disruption in our industry and, and and a lot of people focused on it, a lot of money that um, kind of comes into that from a lot of places. But I've always been a believer and I've had the experience and the privilege of of trying to you know create change from the inside from a participant in the industry um, who has a particular sort of convening power and that's you know one of the, to me one of the exciting things about uh, WFG is the is the role that it plays you know with all of its partners with its customers its partners and in the ecosystem you know gives you a great place to drive um, you know this kind of progress from
0: oh. Excellent background, and I couldn't be more excited to have you as a guest because of that incredible background and knowledge. So, one of the things is we start looking at the, the mortgage industry, and this has been going on for the last few years. There's been a huge push to digitize the mortgage lending process. Where do you think things currently stand in the industry for all of that effort?
1: Well, I think I think we all got a big lift from the pandemic. Um, yeah, and I you know I, and I think the the reason for that was you know if you look at over time, a lot of things we talk about as an industry, the ways that we want to change things and the opportunities, a lot of them are not new news. You know, a lot of them are very familiar, and they're things that, you know, companies, um, individuals, um, visionaries, and otherwise, you know, have been have been looking to to you know to to do for a really long time, talking about preparing for, and even making some progress on. But just, you know, structurally in our industry, there are a lot of different participants um, with a lot of different requirements and a regulatory overlay to that, which makes it complicated. So, you know, what was, you know, kind of cool in a difficult period of time was all that kind of got swept away out of necessity. Um, And, uh, you know, we had a chance to come together as an industry and solve problems in a difficult time. And, you know, the thing that I think we're all looking out for as that period, I'm not sure if it's over yet or not, but, you know, as that period sort of shifted into whatever the new normal is now was, you know, were those measures, you know, going to be temporary or, you know, as an industry and, um, you know, at the regulatory level, were they going to stick? Were we going to kind of look back on that time and see that the things that, you know, that we suspended, that we used to be kind of scared about, Um, actually turned out okay, and and the ecosystem thrived as a result of it. I think that's where we're at, um, and I think it's a good place to launch from.
0: Well, and that is so true, and I've said this numerous times, that you could take somebody's talk, article, speech 10 years ago that talked about the e-mortgage. Yeah, and replace it with the word digital, and most of it would still be relevant today. It's the same today.
1: stuff. It's absolutely the same stuff, right? And the technology changes underneath of it, and the opportunities get more and exciting. But you still have to kind of knit, you know, a lot together to make it work, which is the key challenge.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about that. You know, you mentioned that it's one of the key challenges. Is that one of the main reasons why this transition has been so difficult to get it all digitized? I
1: think that's the... Yeah, it's it's the easy target, right? I mean, it's we can all look at that, and I don't think you'd find anybody who um, who disagrees that that's that's a hard problem to solve. You know, if if I were to go a level down, I, I think the other thing we have to do, and maybe it's a driver of change as opposed to the obstacle. You know, what what's going to get us there? You know, clearly a pandemic where people, you know, kind of say, let's let's you know clear the decks and do what we need to do, that's one way to do things. But I, I my experience has been, you know, let's, let's um, maybe think a little bit differently about how we're driving the consumer expectation, you know, the customer expectation. In technology, um, you know, we all have experiences as consumers of technology and expectations, you know, that we develop as a result. And I think, you know, just from doing this a long time, you know, one of the things that um, – One of the things that we're challenged by as an industry is putting the consumer first. And, you know, that sounds simple, and it sounds a little overbroad, and it's probably not fair in a lot of cases, um, because there are a lot of people who are really focused on that. But for the consumer, I think it's important to remember that this is a very episodic transaction. You know, it's not something they do every day. It's something they're preoccupied with for sure, but during a an interval in time, and then they move on. Um, and it's you know it is a heavily referral driven business, and so the expectations are really not being set first and driven first and foremost by technology, but by what a professional is telling them they should do in order to have an efficient process. Um, and that's where we got to operate. We just got to you know come up with a, an offering um, you know that focuses on the consumer at that point to differentiate us, you know, from the next guy from the next guy and kind of meet that expectation where it lives, which is ephemeral.
0: Well, and that is such a good point because I think for so long the industry has been very transaction-focused instead of relationship-focused, right? right. Get the right. Smith file in, get the Smith file out, and then when volumes go up, it gets even worse, right? It just gets exasperated because we have capacity issues. So what people do, they throw a human spackle at it. We just try to get the next transaction done instead of, to your point, really looking at it and saying, from a customer expectation standpoint, what can we do to truly eliminate a lot of the friction? Like You said it it's not a transaction that people do every day. People right now go to Amazon every day and there's that Amazon effect where they order a book and and if they don't get it in the afternoon, they're kind of pissed off. They'll deal with getting it it tomorrow. tomorrow. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but in the mortgage industry, so what can help move that process forward of really focusing on the customer experience and then how does that work with the technology and pulling together all of the industry participants?
1: Yeah. I think we, you're making a great point and i and i think we have to change our mindset and if we change our mindset the applications will follow the point you're making about a transactional mindset it's it's an easy point and an easy target to kind of focus on but if you think about it and you take it to its that thought to its full extent it really means that a lot of the way you build applications has to be different if you don't want to be transactional if you think that that sort of episodic Dealing with a consumer on a transactional level, you know, one and done, on to the next one, not going to see them again. You know, if your applications are built around that expectation, you're going to deliver on that expectation. You know, and that's there's there's been a little bit of a trend here, which um, you know I've really tried to focus on in the work that I do and in um, the way I think about building applications. And I've seen others doing it. It's really exciting, which is start you know instead of from a you know what am I going to do with this transaction today? I've got a transaction. It's got a set of steps, and then I'm done with it. And if the same you know person, family, buyer, seller, refinance,r shows up tomorrow, I'm starting again. Same thing. It's like Groundhog Day, like I never saw him before, right? <laughs> um, and and there are ways of building applications, and particularly ways of leveraging data, building from data, so that what you know, if you take a if you take the sort of approach that um, you know, a person is a person with a history. A property is has a history, and and what we're you know the way we service people and property and transactions is to look at them holistically across time, right? Then and they have different events. Think of them as ornaments that you're hanging off a tree, right? Different things that happen to a property over time. If you have if you, I'm, I'm obviously generalizing, but if you take that approach to an application. And you say, okay, so what are we doing on this person, this property today? Not, you know, now for the first time. You know, it forces you to build your database. Think about your database differently, how your data gets leveraged, how you can leverage that with partners. And suddenly the way you're interacting with people really takes that history into account. And you can create some efficiencies for them because you have information and a history at your disposal.
0: Well, and you talk about a lot of that data and analytics. What do you think kind of holds – some of the lenders and industry participants back from truly leveraging that data because data, we've talked about data in the mortgage industry. I've been in the mortgage industry 20 plus years. You've been in the mortgage industry 20 plus years, but I still don't see a lot of lenders really effectively leveraging that data, especially to the point where you mentioned from a holistic view versus just that transaction.
1: It's tough because, you know, Two reasons two big reasons and i think they kind of relate to each other one is the the ownership of the data you know is is fairly disaggregated right so a lot of times right. you know as an unless you're an aggregator you know working with a a licensed and permissible purpose to aggregate to build applications from you may be as a as a participant in possession of data that's not really yours you, right, you can't create a derivative product from somebody else's data you, you have a relationship with another party to use their data to service the transaction that doesn't really allow you to leverage it. Um, and so, you, to me, that's the role of aggregators, right? We don't want to give, you know, we don't want, we're not an open data industry. Data's not free. You know, this is all the intellectual property of somebody. Um, but right. there is a role to play for a party um, or parties with with what I think of as and call convening power the ability to aggregate add value to, um, and then distribute data on behalf of the data owners, um, so that you can get the efficiencies that I think we can all pretty easily imagine if that were to happen.
0: Perfect, great insights there. What do you think are in the mortgage origination process? what do you think are some of the biggest opportunities for process improvement
1: well so they're they're they abound and they 're small and they 're large um, and those are big <laughs> generalizations. but let me kind of drill down on what I mean by that i think it's it 's easy to focus on the headline changes right we you know We can all imagine how an online closing should be a better experience for a consumer, for the notary, you know, for the closer, for everybody involved. Right. I mean, just, it just makes sense. We can all get on zoom and do our, our, you know, we can live our life on zoom. We should be able to close on zoom. And you know, those technologies, like a lot of things we've been talking about been around forever, waiting for their moment, their moments complicated. And, you know, and then over the last year here, it was right. And, um, um, we still have a ways to go with it. So, um, you know, we can focus on on things like that, and they're obvious, um, and we should. Um, and integrating those moments into the transaction technology, you know, sort of the technology lifecycle of the transaction, so that you're offering a continuous experience from, you know, in, in the settlement business from opening through to closing, you know, those tools tend to be a little bit disaggregated from each other. You know, putting them together is the obvious thing. Those are the headline type changes um, that I think we're all focused on. What I think is as important, maybe more important, is all everything that happens in the um, the nooks and the crannies, I guess, is the, is the way I'd put it in general terms. There are a thousand moments in the you know in the life cycle of a file just thinking about it from you know from the from the clip from the settlement perspective um, where you can do better right where we've habituated to throwing a body at it like you said spackling it with people right um, <laughs> and and a good technologist observes you know goes into you know goes into his or her system looks for those moments and looks for opportunities to automate everything. And you may be taking a minute out of something. You may be taking five minutes out of something, and there may be a thousand such some things, right? Um, but if you have the ability to find those moments and then focus on, you know, letting the machine do the, you know, the work of, you know, of what somebody's doing kind of repetitively in a lot of cases, think of the lift you get from that, right? Um, and and it adds up. It adds up not just to you know, hours and days, but, but weeks. And, you know, fundamentally, you have to remember kind of the mission statement here, which is we all think the whole process takes, takes too long. Right. Yep. So if you can set a, set a goal of let's, let's see if we can take a week out of this. Can I take a week out of this from an efficiency perspective? Yeah. I may not be able to, that may not be everybody else's timetable in terms of the other participants, but I can do my job faster.
0: Right. Um, I I love it. And that is so very true. We talked earlier on your background with realtor dot com Now you're on the settlement services side. Tell me where do you see kind of that relationship on the lending side and the real estate side, especially going forward and with all the technology that we've just discussed
1: it it's i it's my my perspective on this um I hope it's interesting it's fascinating to me um, <laughs> you, you know having spent a lot of my career On the real estate side, you know, developing products and services for, you know, real estate agents and brokerages, you know, a simple claim that I can make that I would (laughs) that I believe strongly to be true is that, you know, the we spend probably too much time um, focusing, you know, focusing on application development for real estate agents who have too many choices to begin with. There's a lot of redundancy there, you know. In other words, I think we're overthinking it. And
0: interesting.
1: And and you know, there's just there's more being developed there than the market has the ability to absorb, right? And I look at the, you know, I can cross over to the, you know, to the mortgage and settlement side and say there's not enough, right? Um, there's, you know, I I wish, and I understand the structural reasons, the reasons why capital gets allocated to you know, a little closer to where the consumer is interacting to than to where you know the file's being serviced on the back end, right? So there's a certain amount of, you know, I don't want to I don't want to belittle it by calling it sex appeal, but you know getting to that first point of contact is is where capital sees value. Um, but that, you know, I, I think we've over Um and you know I, I I believe strongly that you could take those same principles to you know the mortgage and settlement side, where there's a much greater reliance and, and even uh, dependence on technology than there is on the real estate side, um, and not enough fuel being applied. Um, uh, and we have the same problems, right? We have the problem of wanting to deliver a better consumer experience. And I think people are starting to realize that. I mean I, I do see you know a, lo- a great deal of investment coming into companies who are telling a consumer-centric story about the transaction, which is the right story to tell.
0: Excellent. Tell me then, so what is WFG working on right now? How is that going to help and improve the real estate transaction for all the participants? Yeah,
1: I kind of break it down into two categories, and, and hopefully they're consistent with all that I just said in terms of the, the, the you know, kind of the opportunities in the ecosystem because it's really how we think about it. One is, you know, just, just start with the simple stuff. Automate everything, right? Um, look at look at every moment in your process. Look at it continuously, um, and apply resources to making it go faster. Um, so we are, you know, focused throughout, um, you know, throughout our processing operations and the way we, you know, support them with technology in just making making it possible for people to do their jobs more efficiently um, and, you know, and automating a lot of what can be automated. There are lots of those moments. There's a lot more to do, and, you know, we've done a lot. Um, second, you know, we're very focused on uh, consumer and customer collaboration. For a long time here, we've taken a consumer-centric approach to designing applications for our clients and partners. I think you have to lead with that consumer centric design and user experience expectation, because at the end of the day, we're all consumers of technology, whether we're doing our jobs yep. or whether sitting at home. Um, and and, you know, working uh, you know, from the perspective, you know, and a philosophy that we have as a company that's oriented around collaboration um, and really driving that through our applications um, so that what we offer, you know, is a collaboration platform that in, that increasingly encompasses more and more parties, right? Kind of easy to start with the buyer and seller, easy to start with the lender and realtor, but really start to add value to individuals, to the processor, um, to the recorder, to every participant all along the, you know, the chain that we convene, you know, in our moment in the transaction, um, and, you know, building a unified collaboration experience around that
0: oh great insights marty you and i can continue to go on and on you've provided so many wonderful insights suggestions thought leadership of where the industry is going i can't thank you enough for being a guest on this episode of the fintech hunting podcast
1: well thank you michael it's uh, been great to be here and i do think we're in an exciting moment so i'm excited to see how it all continues to unfold
0: absolutely